0: Welcome to our Office Hours podcast of Your Week with St. Luke's. We are looking at the Gospel of John and asking the question that Oliver asks of where is love. And today we are really excited because we are joined by some of our cast, our our, like the important cast. Like (laughs) I mean, they're all important, but like the main (laughs) cast, I should say. Um, And so first of all, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us um, how you're connected with the show. Oliver, let's start with you, Omari.
1: Hi, my name is Lamaria Purnell. I play Oliver in Oliver. Um, <laughs> Look at you. The title is
0: you. How exciting.
1: That's so cool. Yeah, I was really excited when I found out that I was playing Oliver. Um, I've done a lot of shows here, mm-hmm. so yes.
0: We were joking beforehand. <laughs> you've grown up on our stage.
1: Yeah. Do you remember how old you were in the first one? Uh, I think the first one I did here was Charlie Brown Christmas. and. Yeah. That was either in 2016, 2017, right. and so I was around seven,
2: eight.
3: Oh, wow, so. baby.
0: And now yeah. you're a seasoned oh professional. Gosh. We yes. are so excited that you're telling this story. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm glad you're here. <laughs>
2: How about you? I am Faith Bowles and I'm playing the role of Nancy in Oliver. I'm very excited. It's actually a bucket list role for me, so this is like a big deal. I'm very oh, cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. That's exciting. Yeah. Okay. And I'm Steve
3: McKinnon, I'm the artistic director here at St. Luke's and co directing uh, co-directing Oliver.
0: All right. So you said it was a bucket roll list, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. I'm excited about that because you've considered playing the role of Nancy before. Mm -hmm. How are we telling the story differently than you imagined?
2: Well, first of all, I will say that being a person of color, Nancy was never really something that I was ever offered because it's just how musical theater is. Unfortunately, sometimes if you it's all about looks a lot of times. And so I kind of put it in the back of my mind that maybe it might happen. I wasn't really sure. It's definitely always in my vocal wheelhouse, but um, just of this, the nature of how theater has come up until 2020 and and recently with things changing in the theater industry, mm-hmm. um, I'm happy to say that I can finally play this role, but in this particular, um, in this uh, production, um, since we're modernizing it, um, I think it's important to have a, a BIPOC person of color playing Nancy because of the story that we're telling, which is how we are sitting in Kissimmee and in, at, portraying these characters as we are, mm-hmm. um, an audience, but also seeing yourself on stage as well. So I think it's important and I'm really excited about it. That's cool.
0: What about for you,
1: Oliver? Like, how is it different for you? Um, Definitely because we're setting it in 2022. But it's also like um, how, yes, I am a person of color. And so it's nice uh, because I watch like a lot of theaters perform Oliver on like YouTube and stuff. And so it's nice seeing a person of color, Oliver, on stage. And I'm glad that I get to be the one portraying it, I guess. (laughs) That's really cool.
0: You don't get to use a British accent either, right? No, I don't. And I prepared. <laughs>
2: thank goodness for that because I was a little nervous about my little cockney. I've not done that since college. Right, so um, right. thank, thank you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. omar
3: has got one, though, because he was Michael yeah. Banks and Mary yes. Poppins.
0: I so. was going to say, you accent. did that in Mary yeah. Poppins. You were really good at that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah,
3: very
0: good. Um, so what have you learned so far about not only the show and the characters you're playing, but also maybe learned about yourself being in the show?
1: Um, Well, I've learned a lot about uh, poverty and people being in poverty. At like one of the first days of rehearsal, we did a cost of poverty experience and it really showed me how not everyone has the benefits that other people do. Um, But also I learned a lot about me, I guess, and how like, Oliver he he's not he doesn't have a great life Mm. and it's kind of sad and he basically gets sold to another family Mm. um and it's yeah it's weird it's really sad and heartbreaking but I learned a lot about how myself being Oliver and it's
2: yeah, it's just
0: it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. about you, Seaver Faith?
2: Um, I again with the poverty experience that was very eye opening. It was a very like, um, it was hard to to go through. Um, mm-hmm. just as a cast, but also individually. Um, but it was very important because um, even though I, I knew the information already. Um, it was experiencing and, and going through that and just having to struggle with it and having all the materials, it really sunk in. And it was very, it made me feel very empathetic right. to that, um, especially with Nancy in general, um, because she goes through a lot in two and a half hours. Right. Um, and um, it just made me really think about her situation in, in general, just about how she doesn't feel like she has a choice and some of the things that she does. And she really is honestly like the saving grace of the show. And I didn't really think about that until that experience. And it's helped me a lot to find her and mm-hmm. my within myself um, and to be able to betray her correctly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been an eye-opening experience and definitely has made me think about what I can do outside of this experience in this production mm-hmm. to um, maybe give back in a different way
3: think on my end as a director um it's been challenging you know a lot of times it's fun to be creative with our art doing theater and and dream big but then making sure the projects we do um always has our why but also making sure that we bring integrity to everything we're doing Mm -hmm. so like our cause of poverty experience was wonderful to make sure everyone can learn empathy for these people um Whose story that we were telling but then also um, we have some partnerships that we've been partnering with along the way so we are not generalizing and doing harm um, and trying our best not to do harm in, in representing a group of people that are our neighbors and not just our neighbors but we even have folks that this is their story that they're part of our cast right. that no one knows because they are you and me you know but so how do we do that and as a director um, of a ministry and of a, of a Theater production, making sure that that integrity, that authenticity, but really that that we are honoring um, everyone, and that heart and, is grounded there, and making sure um, we're not we're doing our best to not do harm in that, um, so we can we can tell that story beautifully, but also um, honor the people whose story we're telling.
0: Right, it's, it's so good. easy sometimes to make it us and them, yes. stage audience, yeah. us and them stage and story us in them and to make caricatures yep. and mm-hmm. uh, of, of anyone different and, and I think you're handling this so beautifully. And the cost of poverty experience, for those of you who don't know, is something that we work through missions to do. It's a, it's a two-hour experience, a simulation exercise of living as a family. All the families represented are families who are actual families who have given their story to cope um, and living at or below the poverty level in a month period. And uh, we're actually going to offer that after Oliver for anyone in the community or who comes to Oliver to be a part of. So it'll be one of those after kind of like, if you want to learn more, if you want to be a part of this after seeing this show, you can come to the Cost of Poverty Experience. So if you haven't, if you listeners haven't been through it, we invite you to kind of check that out. That'll be happening um, in August or September here at the church. Um, So we're tying this as a church to John's gospel. So the gospel of John is all about Uh, Jesus incarnate God with us with skin on and the beginning of of John in Eugene Peterson says that that God came to us and moved in love moved into the neighborhood um which is kind of what we're trying to do with this story um so how have you how are you seeing that expressed in the show this idea that we're kind of love is moving into the neighborhood do you see God in it? Do you see love in it? Where do you see it in the story?
1: Um, Definitely when, like, God is always there. Um, Oliver, when after he gets, like, captured
3: mm-hmm.
1: and taken to Mr. Brownlow's, he gets, like, really taken care of, he gets fed and it's, kind of like a miracle and so it's like god made that miracle happen Mm. and it's also how like even meeting dodger and getting a place to live it's really like it's yeah it's he's always there especially in this with oliver and i think where is love is like a call to God and asking him like, where is everything that I need? Mm. Cause it's not here mm-hmm. and I'm not being treated well, I guess. But yeah, it's.
0: That's deep. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: How are you experiencing it?
2: Where are you seeing that
0: incarnate love?
2: in the story first of all i think with nancy because she is going through so much and is a little out of her mind most of the show um (laughs) i I feel like that she sees god through oliver Mm. i think that leading up to this point in the show when we start the show especially she doesn't she's just a mess and i feel like oliver coming into the picture helps her to see wow there there's a way out and she's finally found unconditional Love. She thought she had it with her relationship with Bill, which is a very toxic, abusive right. relationship because that's all she knows. Right. But it's not real love. And I think that she finds it in Oliver, and that is, she sees God through him, and is like, wow, like this is like really what love is. And I am gonna go after this, and I'm gonna help him find his family, you know, and and help him get to where he needs to be. Um, And then I'm not going to give away the rest of the show because you have to buy a ticket. Uh, (laughs) Great. Um, But, you know, at the end, something happens. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, I think Oliver changes her. So she finds love. And I think that as in our lives, when you go through hard things in your life, and I think God comes in and changes you and develops and you find this unconditional love and you find purpose. And I think that is what Oliver is for her is God's love and her finding herself through him um, and realizing that she's in a situation where God's there and she can she can change.
0: That's so beautiful because you bring up a point, you know, we've talked a lot about poverty Mm -hmm. and and children in poverty and living in families, living in motels. But there is this whole other story of of domestic violence Mm -hmm. and abuse. And you play that role. Yeah, Um, we we got questions from well, Jim Harnish actually asked the Mm -hmm. questions like, what are you going to do to redeem this? And I'm like, I'm not so sure we redeem it as much as. Lifted up as this is an issue, yeah. Um, not just for people in poverty, of course, for right. and not just for women. And um, what is it like for you playing that that story, that that role?
2: It's pretty intense. Uh, I'm sure, I right. um, I definitely have to go to a different place. this right. um, as a person, I, I am unfortunately a person that have has experienced an abusive relationship. I've been there, mm-hmm. so I understand um, the struggle of getting out of something. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely have to put myself in a very different Mm -hmm. place so I'm not triggering myself. Um, but I also recognize that we have to shed light on these relationships because I think it's not talked about enough. Um, you know, I think it's hard for, not just for women, for men too, because men can experience abusive relationships too. It's not just women. So we have to shed light on that too. Um, but, um, I think it's important to shed light on it and to talk about it and to know that you're not alone and you know, it's okay and there are resources for you. Um, and I think that again, like the having someone like Oliver come into her life and realize this is wrong. Like I'm, i I need to find myself um, and I deserve better um, is definitely helpful. So as a person, as faithfuls playing the role, um, I definitely, I I fully admit that I have to fight through some things, but it's also therapeutic in a way as well for me. Um, And that's beauty of theater is that it can be so therapeutic and also Mm -hmm. reflects life. And that's what we're doing with Oliver. So it's interesting
0: because I think, too, I think people often think of domestic violence or those toxic relationships as being physical. It can be emotional, too. Absolutely. I mean, having been through that myself. And, and it is clearly what we talked about last week in the podcast—that where is love? Question that you answered so beautifully, Amari, is is people showing up as unconditional love, being Jesus incarnate, is what, like you said, Faith, turns the light bulb in those of us who have been in those relationships to go, mm-hmm. why am I accepting so little for myself?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh wait, hold on, I'm beloved and I'm worthy of love, and why? Am I allowing myself to be loved less than I deserve? And I think so many people live in that story with other people. They live in that story with the church mm-hmm. in toxic relationships with their church, as we've talked about. Um, and, and you bringing that to light is just, it's beautiful. So thank you for, for going there for us. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Steve, let's talk about how love gets expressed through our cast. I mean, this is what our 10th is this our 10th season? Gosh, I think so. I is don't know. We've tenth? been doing this so long
3: You I know. Long. I am bad at math, Jen.
0: <laughs> I know. You and I both. Um, we shouldn't ask those questions. Um, yeah, what's it 10? like? Now, now Amari, you've been in this since 2016 with us. Yes. This is your first production with us, Faith. Yes. Um, on, on stage. On stage. Yes. Um, what is that? Like, how do you think love and the incarnate love of Christ is expressed with our cast and our production each year?
3: So I think our theater ministry is um, definitely something special and different and has grown into part of our community as being a network but also being a family a place of resource sharing but also of connection and growth and um, you know we have folks that are on both sides of the table they can then get to experience being on stage we have some folks being on stage for the first time ever a lot of folks who might feel not welcome to the church Mm-hmm. Um, what's been so really special about a theater ministry is saying, Hey, we're not trying to make everyone a St. Luke we are doing theater <laughs> at St. Luke's. Right. right. And through that experience, you get to witness and experience and live what it means to be a St. Luke alongside us. Um, so it creates this safe place, this, this place of connection for people to come um, and create theater and create, create a uh, community. And that community, um, has kind of grown in the last 10 years, right? Mm -hmm. And people come and go and they come back. And um, it's magical because it is professional performers, designers, creators, artists. It is amateurs, first timers, um, and everything in between in our community being Located St. Luke's in that hub of this entertainment community of Central Florida between all of the theme parks, right? We have this um, embarrassment of riches um, right. and of people, mm-hmm. of people of creative, passionate, artist artistic hearts, um, where we're located, and it creates this bond of Central Floridians that come whether they just come to watch or then they come and take part of it, and um, they know they have there's there's a place here everybody and they, i think they experience that through through their time is it perfect no right and it's not right. we, and the same thing we talked about the cast not being perfect it's messy mm-hmm. um but but so is god's love right yeah and we, right. <laughs> right and we love it so it's 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 um it's special and, and all ages right we work with seven, seven year old and it's just amazing being get to being get being able to get to walk beside um young folk retired folk Mm-hmm. you know and create true relationship and that's not done off stage that's when we're sitting waiting to go on in our scenes mm-hmm. and, and waiting for two hours before we do anything during tech right or whatever it might be and, and connecting with our community um, and it's pretty special
0: yeah one of the ways we really we we don't intend for everybody to become St. Lukers, but we love
3: it when they do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think there's something special about being able to go. We're telling the story on behalf of the church. Um, which is different. I, I, I mean, every theater does storytelling. There's no yeah. negating that at all. Um, but we're telling it on behalf of the church, which is connected to this larger story. Which um, is part of our
3: lens. Yeah, right? it's yeah. the lens How in which we, we do everything.
0: Stories. Like just listening to Fagin's song a couple of weeks ago in worship and hearing Nicodemus sing that song. And the, the mm-hmm. difference between Fagin and Nicodemus was that... Fagan says at the end, there's no one here to change the scene for, me. scene for me. And Nicodemus luckily had Jesus. And so how do we maybe change the scene that some people have been given? Mm-hmm. And so you guys get to be a part of that. And, and you all become the preachers for mm-hmm. the next yep. three weeks. You yeah. become yep. the, the preachers and the primary theologians. And so thank you all for that and what that means. Um, anything else that you go, oh, I, I want people to come see the show because...
1: Um, children there's children in this come see professional children (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, beautifully talented children too Um, but also like you will really it's beautiful it's a beautiful musical play Musical. Um. (laughs)
0: Come see professional children telling children's stories. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: What do you think, Faith? Um, I think come see a show that you're going to get everything. You're going to be happy and then you're going to be crying too. But hopefully it will help people to get out there and maybe make a difference. That's the beauty of modernizing this amazing show is that we're shedding light on a situation and a, a, a problem, mm-hmm. an ongoing problem. And again, theater reflects life. So yes. if you're feeling something, then let's use your platform and let's do something about it. Um, so I'm, I hope that that is something that people take away from this is maybe being a little bit more empathetic and, and opening their eyes with, with just things that are right down the street on what I need to in Kissimmee. So.
0: Amen. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We're glad that you are with us this week. And next week, we have some more casts and missions people coming to talk about kind of what we do with that. Just exactly what Faith said. What do, what do we do with these stories and, and how do we make a difference? So we will join you again next week on your Week with St. Luke's.